I've actually just pulled out the the power cable. <laughs> I've just yanked out the power. Cable. Was that soldered in? Yeah, that was soldered into the switch on, and I've turned off the. <laughs> on last week's podcast we're doing a bit of a drawn down memory lane um one because we're missing patty and uh this is kind of an opportunity to think about him but two this is a good time to reflect about what we've learned and some of the projects that we've kind of built over the last year which have been a mm-hmm. lot and uh, numerous and, and also if you're new to new to the show you can this is a quick overview of the stuff we've built so you don't have to go and watch all our videos even though we encourage you to do so we'll make a super cut of everything that we've built in the last year yeah, 100%. yeah. um i need to actually double check what was the latest project the oldest project i built the, the very first one you ever made no but since since this time i'm trying to figure out i'm looking at the a list of projects on the floor i'm trying which one here is the oldest i think it's actually my gauntlet um, yeah, I think it would so be. So this is, uh, I recently moved into my place. I started buying Nerf guns because having friends over playing Nerf guns was actually it's quite really fun. really fun in, a, in like a yeah. studio, well, actually bigger than a studio, but a conservatively and sized apartment. And having it so our parents weren't like complaining about darts everywhere is kind of fun. So I actually started building Nerf guns. The thing that sucked was I was losing to my friends in my own house against my own guns. And I was really annoyed by that. So I started building something. So here, one second. So I actually built a Nerf gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a um, it's a soccer knee pad or a- ankle pad. Yep. So from Decathlon for like ten dollars, it straps to your wrist like such. It will. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say as such. Some people might not be watching this part. So this yeah. is recorded for those who want to watch. And this see is this about. is on our YouTube uh, Engineering Dads podcast, not our main YouTube channel. But if you're listening on the audio only. Yeah, just just imagine right now. Sean has a, a knee pad, sorry, shin pad with shin pad, a three D printed robotic looking thing on top with two Nerf darts, and he's got like a finger ring with a button on it to yeah. dispense the things. Now I really like this project. Like uh, I saw like obviously things you could add, but it was very simple. Just did like a quick bang bang. Um, wasn't very accurate. I think it was more just proving that you could use two servos. Well, to- that was the thing. So the, when I built this, because the shin pads weren't like square or ge- geometric to a degree, it had curves to it because ankles aren't. Um, the way people describe it, God never makes things in straight lines. Yeah. And so your ankle, which is made by god um is not a straight line so the ankle pad or the shin pad wasn't perfectly straight so me attaching something to a shin pad made it so it was never going to be straight yeah and then that resulted in it like becoming a bit twisted and whatnot that being said i found that i was very accurate with this thing yeah when you got the hang of how to use it yeah after a while it becomes quite intuitive as all things with aiming archery and shooting Mm. the more you do it the easier you understand the kinks of it and how it works eventually this thing actually became quite powerful so um i'm gonna show it off to the camera for a little bit so that's actually the design and i'm gonna put the servos right next to the microphone so you can hear what it hears hear what it sounds like like. so it's so that is actually me pressing down on my thumb. So there's actually a trigger on my thumb that's attached with some wiring. And that will fire both launches one at a time. One at a time, yeah. And uh, I did a, do you have problems loading this thing up sometimes? Yeah. Uh, 
one of the things was I've retook a Nerf gun. You took a Nerf gun apart and then used that spring-loaded mechanism, right, to launch yeah. it. Yeah. There and you so go. this is what it'd be sound like to fire. And, it does sound pretty intense. And but and it, it would fit around the other gun too, so you can have a gun in this hand as well as a double launcher. So it's you like could a have... triple chemo sort of thing, right? Like, <laughs> like rather than just two guns, you have two guns and a gauntlet. Triple chemo, which actually leads into my most recent project, which I which will we'll, talk we'll about get later. Into. All right, so I think for the purpose of this podcast, in the interest of time, we each get one question to each other on each project, right? And we can talk about that specific question. So my question to you, and I'm going to tailor this to each project and I suggest you sort of do the same for mine. My question to you is what was the biggest frustration um, of you building this? Um, that you got sort of either while building it or after building it. Yeah, so the one thing, so yeah, maybe we make this like, what did you learn? Like yeah, as but well. it's a, one, you only get one tailored one question. question. Yeah. Okay, a tailored question. So this one, Kind of like what I was mentioning, the shin pad is designed to protect the human shin, which is not easy to model. I am used to very standard shapes in 3D design and printing, just yeah. cylinders, squares, rectangles, not human ankles. And so having this shin pad, which had this curved surface, which isn't a uniform curved surface, then trying to build a platform on top of it, I thought I was saving time by buying a shin pad. And to a degree, I did. But I also took like two weeks to get the actual piece done. I've got about 10 pieces in my wardrobe of different approximations. Even the piece that eventually stuck on this has like a two millimeter gap. It could have made it better, yep. but it was, it was so long to print and so hard to do that um, after a while I realized whatever close enough is good enough. And that's what the design became. Um, that being said, yeah, I thought I was saving time. I was costing myself heaps. Okay. So it was, there was trade-offs. There. You made it look quite easy. Like it seemed to fit like your arm quite well like, yeah you know so it does it looked in terms of intuition it's a bit clunky but honestly it's great it's, it's good awesome, fun yeah. and it's still one of the projects that i like lean back to of like oh here's something that i built and people are like what the fuck is that <laughs> they're like what is that thing do i mean it's got the engineering dad logo on it it's got project dart the actual name of the project it is reliably to work still fires i just charged up just before this podcast and then it can fire still it's, now, it so it's just scary, good fun. Yeah. But yeah, that was um, that's my first project I think I built in this household. Yeah, mate, leave it on, mate. Like, yeah, leaving it on, yeah, yeah for sure. The whole let time. it become, let it become a part of you, a part of who you are. Yeah. You know? Like, anywho, okay. So I'll get into my first project. My first project that I've got here that mm. is fairly modular is actually the affirmation box, but I didn't bring that because it stuck to my slat wall. That's fair enough. But okay, so I was at a party one night um, with a couple of um, mates I used to go to school with and one of them pulls out a gun and I was just like, but it's not not, not an actual gun. It had um, a canister in it to load your shots in. It was just like, here's, oh, here's sh- a shotgun yeah. to like shoot it you in the mouth. alcohol. Yeah. And then I had a light bulb moment when I looked at this and I'm just like, what if I could automate this that it only selects a certain person to have it but you don't know who that is like Russian roulette and that's when I thought the Russian roulette gun I remember I ran to you with this idea and at this point I was still learning how to use Arduino it was like one of my first projects and you were like all right let me help you with the code and then this can be like a kickstart so again thank you for that because that's when I was learning Arduino so for the camera this is the Russian roulette shotgun right here. So it looks like a ray gun. Like I've always thought this looks like a ray gun from Call of Duty, right? Yeah. And I've sort of salvaged this thing apart. I wanted to um, reuse some of the components in there because 
like spoiler alert, I'm thinking of redoing this project mm. and making it more user-friendly. But the way it sort of worked is it had these four buttons on here that allowed you to go through this like LCD screen menu to select the number of players per game and the number of shots you're going to have in that game. You would then rotate it around and press the smaller button here, which was the yep. select and go. What that would do is it would sound on top here is a buzzer and it would be like three, two, one. And then you would get the... And it would literally fire alcohol. And you wouldn't know until just before it fired if you were selected or not selected. Yeah. And it is kind of terrifying to have this thing in your mouth pointing a shot of alcohol. Sometimes, it, and we played games with it. We actually got creative where sometimes you made the shots fun, like Peach Snaps. Yeah. And sometimes it was like nothing but absinthe and it absinthe, sucked. Yeah. Um, and that's when you had like 20 players and one shot. But if it was like eight players and seven shots, you were getting Peach Snaps and one per... It's like... In a way, you didn't want you to didn't. win. Yeah, yeah. You, you wanted to lose. You wanted to be the ones that actually got the shot. So it, was, it had a lot of like flexibility to it. In terms of this design, you've, you've hinted at making it better. Yeah. Can you give us, not the specific details, but an outline of what you want that design to look like? Absolutely, yeah. I would make everything more of a proprietary design. <laughs> proprietary design I can never say that word right yeah. so in a way like what we've done is we've taken a, effectively an adult toy shit that sounds that wrong that sounds not yeah, right <laughs> a, a, a toy for people over the age of 18 to use um, and we've mod effectively modified it so um, what we've done is we've simply added a server motor with fishing wire that just pulls the trigger mm. right so which is it works but fine I think talking back on last podcast making it even more simple having the firing mechanism part of the gun itself yeah. and having that wired into a computer so like i said this looks like a ray gun of call of duty it doesn't need to look like that mm. like it could like why can't it just be a gun and it yeah. has everything sort of attached to it like as part of the structure not adding to the structure so yeah. it's like it, it, it when i look at that it looks like it's just a modified toy which is yeah. not it's good for prototyping but I yeah. think now we're at a level and I don't know if I'd want to 3D like make it myself because I feel like being in Australia that's somewhat illegal to 3D Anything print. Anything air compressed is illegal yeah. in Australian. So I probably couldn't go the full way with that but I would I guess modify this design to have everything more interior mm. and controlled from an application. So we've done a lot of projects and we'll get into that. I've got a couple where I showcase connectivity to like Bluetooth and internet and stuff. I'd make everything on the inside and have it controlled by either a remote mm. or an app on your phone. So it's just like, oh, let's start the Russian roulette game. You hit go and pass the gun around. So it's like talking to your phone the whole time. I've actually had a really good light bulb moment uh, with this gun as we talked about it. So maybe I'll hold that one for after the podcast because I'm actually quite excited about yeah. some ideas to share with you. Um, yeah. Okay. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. I've got, I've got some things to show. Right. Um, get, 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 get the viewers all excited. Yeah. yeah I've actually, I'll, I'll write it down for us afterwards. Okay. So I'll talk about one of the projects that um, I was really proud of. And this is one of those bulbs, light bulb moments where I had, Hey, you know, what would be really cool. This thing. And to date, it's still our most watched TikTok on our, yeah, <laughs> it's all our most watched TikTok. So I'm going to pull it up one second. So this is what it is. It looks like a karaoke microphone because theoretically that's what it is. It is a, a Kmart bought karaoke microphone that's been stripped out. It's got a bit of a cable that attaches to it um, and it's got a little uh, off and on switch in the bottom. So it's, it's hard to see, but you can kind of hear it there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it is effectively just a dumb, uh, dumb karaoke uh, well, that's what the skeleton looks like. But then I pretty much put a small computer into it with a bit of a sensory to it. And so it can detect free fall motion. So whenever you drop the microphone 
it will then send a command to your computer to kill any phone call, to stop any message, to send out emails, and then to play music. So it opens yeah. up your Spotify, plays the most recent song. And so now this, this device, I still use it at work. I plug it in, I drop it. It kills the call that everyone's on. So they'll yeah. all get kicked off as well. And for me, starts playing like Lil Nas. It's so good. I think, I think <laughs> this is like a good, a good part to like demonstrate what it does through like playing the TikTok. So I'm going to like actually play the TikTok as an overlay on mm. the podcast like and then we're going to skip to the video, next yeah. one so yeah. i'm pretty sure when something like 10 bucks says you end video calls like this hi thanks everyone bye yeah. a lot of people probably owe you 10 bucks by the way I, I, like, well it's over almost a million views on that so clearly yeah. if i had 10 bucks out of each every one of them build your own lab for, for oh, sakes, God, yeah. you mean, i can make an entire fabrication um, system for this and then what you showed in that TikTok was you're on a Microsoft Teams, not Microsoft Teams, could be anything, Zoom, Teams, it Skype. It works with anything that has a keyboard. Anything that worked, you just drop the mic and then it's just like, oh, Sean's gone, he's out of the yeah. meeting. I think that's why people love that video. I think, I think it was like, holy shit, you can mic drop anywhere and anywhere. That seems so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so like today, it was our most viral bit of tech so far. So far. It, no, it is that's, all, that's just the taster, yeah. That's just the taster. So there's... I don't know if there's anything I could do to improve on this. So if you have a question on it. I mean, my, my question on this is not so much on the design because this was a very straightforward project that obviously hit like the common person who watches content, like, mm. you know, got on the For You pages, oh, hit the, the algorithm. The, the white collar workers yeah. that have been in awkward teams calls all yeah. their life. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you what you're going to be on a guest on someone's podcast in the future or we are, and they're going to ask you this question. How did it feel to wake up and see your first video go viral? Effectively, this is, I guess the strawberries one went to an extent viral, yeah. but this is like... This one spiked very quickly. This one spiked. Yeah. What, um, what was the feeling that you got? I, I didn't know how to react, to be perfectly honest. I was, it was, we went to a friend's birthday party, a friend Ronan, that's right, great yeah. listener of the show. I showed him the video and he was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Love you, Ronan. Yeah. Love you, Ronan. Because I remember you posted that and I saw it and at that point it had, I saw it had 150 likes and I was like, oh, that's doing it's quite decent. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I showed it to him and I was like, oh, it's got a few thousand views. And he was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I was like, oh, I was pretty chuffed with it. And um, I kind of showed it around to a few people at the party and they were like, okay, cool. I was like, oh, okay. Um, Ronan was by far the most like receptive. He's like, oh, that was pretty sick. And then I went home, uh, I just crashed out, woke up the next morning, it was at 70,000. I was like, whoa, like views, by the way. For us, that's viral, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Adorable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was like, babe, it's at 70,000. She woke up and she was like, what do you mean 70,000? There's not 70,000 people on TikTok. I was like, yeah, there are. Uh, look, and she goes, holy shit. And I was just looking at the reactions in like people's comments. I was like, whoa, okay. All right, well, this is going well. And then like the next day, it was like 150,000. The next yeah. day, it was like 250. I was like, oh my God, it's spiky. And then it kind of like simmered down, then went up another And then went up thousand. again, yeah. But I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I thought it was cool. I didn't think it was cool enough to get close to a million views. But for me, that was pretty fun. So I was pretty chuffed with it. That yeah. Chuffed is probably the best way to describe that. I mean, yeah, because like I kind of felt that as well being, you know, being our page. But for you, being the one who made that would have felt, yeah, would have felt really cool. Mate, team um, effort. We bounce off each other with ideas and we support each other through it all. So yeah, this is definitely a team effort here. Okay, so well done. This is a not so viral video because we sort of made this before we got big on like making TikToks and shorts and stuff. But I like during the last lockdown, we got into surfing a lot because it's all you could really do. 
Um, and there are so many websites where you were checking the surf forecast, right? And yeah. like, I always had found that when you averaged out the websites, that was more or less the most accurate. And yeah. the reason being is because those tailored on different models. Like when I open the app Windy, they use a lot of different models and you can pay a subscription to get a more accurate one, which is like not worth it for me. Yeah. So what I did was I wanted to start playing with internet and cloud-based projects. I thought at this point, my Arduino coding was kind of you know, up to scratch. I was really happy with how it was going. Now let's get it to talk to servers and whatnot. So I built... Um, which used to have legs, but <laughs> mum knocked, it off. A bit mom knocked it off the bench and it broke all the legs and I haven't fixed it since. But um, this is a surfboard, as you can probably see from the clip. Um, oh, oh. oh, good. I'll skip that. This is a surfboard, as you can probably see in the clip that has a screen on it. It did have legs. It used to just like sit like that um, up, but we'll sit it here for like the sake of this thing. Not, not block the... Uh, no, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Projects. And what it had in it was like a, a very smart microcontroller. It was actually um, based off Arduino. It was called the RP2040, which um, you can has like a lot of IoT capabilities. And effectively what I did is I had it talk to the APIs of all these different surf forecast websites, scrape the data, and then make an average of what the forecast was and then send it back to the screen. Reduce that error that we were talking about last yeah. week. Yeah. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah. And that was like half of the project. The other half was having it as like a dumb assistant. So I linked it to Google Home. And every time I'd be like, hey, G, I'm not going to say yeah, Google it because it's going to activate phones everyone's and phone and stuff. So I said, like, hey, G, tell me what the... <laughs> what up, G? What up, G? <laughs> tell me what the surf forecast is up the, like, you know, up at Cronulla, for example. Yeah. And then it would say, yep, showing the surf forecast for Cronulla. And it would say three foot this is the wind speed this is the wind direction it's offshore and then it would give you an assessment at the bottom and said good conditions or poor conditions yeah um which i found great because i was using it like a lot during like when i was surfing i'm like rather than waking up on my phone looking at the camera looking at this i'm like yo what's the surf forecast yeah, yeah. it's two foot it's um glassy go for yeah. a surf i'm like all right fuck, i'm going yeah, out and it was it's told it was, me <laughs> better than looking at the apps and looking yeah. at the the surf cam and yeah. stuff because the surf cam shit from where we are oh like. i know yeah yeah it always we always overest or underestimate how big the waves are they never do it justice and the condition surfing like you've talked about it's also too generic it's based off sydney weather yeah yeah that with sydney weather, there's a lot of beaches <laughs> there's a lot so getting it a bit more specific for just where we're at is really difficult to do so it's a great project to see and you kind of first step um into IoT coding, which has not been your last step in IoT coding. Yeah, it's been such a good little stepping stone to see where you've gone from there. And while this one is complex, the next ones have always been worse. Sorry, not worse. Uh, even more complex. <laughs> just just yeah. shit. Just like, you've just gone downhill Dreadfully complex. Yeah. Horribly complex. Yeah, I'm using a, a negative uh, antonym to describe uh, something positive. Sorry. But yes, there's, it's it was incredible to see. Um, I oh, I guess the question is, do you still use it today? Uh, no, I've actually salvaged it for parts. So I, <laughs> the, the, the IoT chip that I use was expensive. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, look, I'm not really like, I'm still surfing, but it's not really that important to me to like be able to call yeah. it every day. So I actually took the microcomputer out of there and use it for a different IoT project. That's fair enough. Being able to salvage technology, imagine... Uh, in a world where we can't buy things new. Sean, I destroyed that microcontroller afterwards. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, I used mind. it to build, which I'm not <laughs> going to talk about on this podcast, to build my smart mirror. Oh, um, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, 
just got destroyed in the process because I accidentally put 12 volts straight into the 5 volt pin. It's the lessons you learn, right? Lessons, yeah. yeah. When you see that smoke come off the board, that fear it's of red rolls through. You're like, oh. It's done. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I might jump to my next project. And this is a project that didn't do that well, but I'm quite chuffed with it. In matter of fact, it's a project that's already been out. Can you see it? Um... No, but something I have noticed is... Uh, actually, no, I haven't noticed anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah nice no, no deflection there. It's actually my watch. So this watch that you might be seeing in the start of the video isn't actually a watch. From a distance, it's supposed to look like one. Um, if I take it off, and I'll kind of show it slightly close to the camera... It doesn't look like a watch at all. I mean, it kind of... From the distance, it will look like a watch. There's nothing to suggest that it's not. It might look a bit bright and yellow, but that's because I've tried to mask some of the components. But effectively, it is a watch in the sense that it straps to your wrist, but that's it. It does not actually tell the time. In fact, it is a very powerful flashlight that goes straight into the eyes of someone looking at it. So the idea behind it was um, I was concerned that going home at night in the dark, and this is when I kind of built this bit more bit colder in the sunset uh, were, was you, were you concerned or were you concerned for others i was a little concerned for someone else in my life so i wanted i was kind of designing it for my missus in the end it doesn't look so like something she would wear so <laughs> so i didn't even offer it to her yeah did she like stuff with like more skulls and you know heavy metal rock band paint on it like anna's definitely not that <laughs> no no she's more like fluffy cattens uh kittens just and, a fluffy uh, just a fluffy watch yeah. yeah like it's got like fur around no 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 she's she does actually have a smart watch this is way bigger unfortunately this is more like a this is the exact same dimensions as a samsung galaxy watch which is why i designed it because yeah. it also fits all um 30 no 22 mil watch bands yeah. fits so it's universally designed so i can change this out for a metal one so on the video i'm actually separating the watch bands from the actual watch itself it has a very powerful light it is charged with a micro sd um it has a standard setting two standard it's, settings it is really bright and yeah. has sos so it actually can flash so oops so at close range, this thing's really quite powerful. Now, it absolutely did flop in terms of like content creation because I was kind of excited to build this more than I was to show it off. Yeah. Again, it wasn't that great to show off. But overall, I'm really quite happy with how small I got some of the components. This is a flashlight that's designed to run for eight hours, now in the size of something of a wristwatch. Yeah. So it is quite powerful. And unless you're looking for it, you will not notice it's a fake watch. I, I think this is one of those projects, right, where it's like you can buy something similar on um, on Amazon, but you don't have to when you can build something so straightforward yourself. Like this would this is one of those low cost projects where it has such good use. For example, like mm. I know a lot of people who are scared to like walk at night, for example, and just being able to, if you get approached by someone, being able to stun them. Yeah. with that because it does stun like it it, it throws does. you off guard if you're not expecting a 1000 lumen flashlight at close range yeah. it really stings and it yeah. gives you more than a second to, to hit just run away run. yeah yeah i recommend the latter but hey sometimes if push comes to shove <laughs> <laughs> um in terms of like this design is this something you would see being marketable no, um, no, absolutely not. Sorry, I built this because it's a combination between 3D printing, resin glass, and microelectronics, something that I've wanted to do more of, all three. So it's yep. a good opportunity for me to do those skills. The new Garmin watches have a flashlight, the same power built in into them, yeah. and that one actually tells the time. The only difference is this costs $10, 
that one costs five thousand five hundred no thousand <laughs> yeah it's it's like i think it's coming around a thousand dollars for that watch watches are very expensive yeah yeah, yeah. so you know how much a rolex is like thirty five thousand dollars in some no my dad has one from the 50s oh, oh shit. yeah that's cool that's like buying a, a, a like a 1920s yeah. ferrari his his grandfather got it as a gift from the railway after he retired a rolex that's cool and it's, it's like it's still in the box it's fucking wild That's and he's really like cool. i don't even know how much this costs but i'm not touching it i'm leaving that in the <laughs> safe deposit box so yeah they're, they're expensive bits of kit yeah um, oh. But yeah, so that's that was my project. Let's move on to one of yours then. Okay, there's something for me that went fairly viral, not as viral as the um, as the microphone, but viral enough that it's still getting like hits on on the shorts and TikTok and whatnot. Now, when I was in Europe, every time I opened <laughs> up TikTok, I would just see this like older Italian lady screaming. Which means, look out, there's a pickpocket right there. And I thought it was a joke at first. I thought she was just posting it for views, but she yeah. was actually catching pickpockets out. And I'm like... They're all in Venice too. I'm like, all in Venice. I'm like, this is good. Like, this is like, we need people like that who are doing, you know, the work of like God, like getting like thieves and whatnot. <laughs> the work of God. <laughs> They're getting thieves and whatnot caught. But the problem is, like I said, she's in Venice. So it was working. It was getting to run away. It was scaring mm. off the thieves. So I'm like... Why don't I just build like a device that every time I turn it on, it screams like Artenzione pickpocket. And there's not much light in here because it's, it's quite dark, but you will see in a sec when I turn it around. Pickpocket. Yeah, put that more into the microphone if you can. Artenzione pickpocket. <laughs> so but, the idea of this one is, like I said, it, it's it's a small sort of, modular device which you can put in your pocket right it's designed to rep represent like a, a wallet or so, a phone. something so like what i noticed with because i saw a few pickpockets there what i noticed is they tend to like i guess see things sticking out of like your bag or your pocket. <laughs> shush Venetian lady she shush. does she does really interrupt and they go oh that is something i'm gonna because like all i think about is i can knock this off and sell it they yeah. don't actually care what it is most of the time at least i would speculate so i was like i'm gonna build a device um, that works off a light sensor. So right now my thumb is covering that light sensor. Yeah. And then the idea is when someone takes it out of your pocket, the light sensor obviously sees a certain amount of light come through. Yeah. And then threshold. Yeah. And then it activates. You guys get the picture. Yeah. Now. And yeah. the thing is, one of the questions I had was you were proposing this idea before you even returned. You we were talking about this while you were still in Europe that you wanted to build this attention on a pickpocket idea. Like, like a week before you came back and you're like, I'm going to get in and build it immediately. I was like, that's cool. And I suggested it a way to do it where it's like a wallet where if the wallet opens, it's like a, a flex sensor or something. Or yeah. there was a um, like a, a pull sensor on it. But you're like, no, no, no. I want to use a light sensor. Why did you want to go with a light sensor? <laughs> I'm glad you asked me. Yeah. Do, have I told you why? You have told me why, but I want the, the podcast audience to know it. Yeah. Okay, so when I was in um, a place called Kefalonia in Greece, we walked into a very organic fruit store, like just fresh fruit. And yeah. like, as you know, fruit in Greece is just mint. Yeah. So partially mint. Yeah, it's partially mint, partially tin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so as I'm like walking through, I'm like a kid when I go to a store, right? Like, I don't mm. know if I've got some like undiagnosed ADHD, whatever. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. a kid. I play with everything because I'm, you, you know, can, I've, you always, I've always been interested. And I saw this like book um, and it had like a guy doing a Zorba dance on the front of the book. And like underneath it was like, open me. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, if I must. Did you ask for consent first? 
Nah, look, <laughs> look, I, you know, James. There was, James. I had, I had permission. Okay, okay I had okay. permission from from the uh, unconsented Greek man on the front. Oh, of the book. <laughs> anyway, I open this book up, and then I just straight away hear like, which is the Zorba dancing yeah. song, and I just start pissing myself laughing. And I'm like, what have they done here? I look below, and there's exactly one of those photo resistors there, and I'm like. That's fucking smart. I'm like, oh, actually, light bulb moment. I can use that as like the yeah trigger. Once something's in the open air, it's been stolen. Send off the alarm. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like I was thinking of how to do it when I thought of the idea. I'm like, hmm, maybe I use like a PIR sensor or when it detects some like something go past. I'm like, yeah, but then that's gonna have imperfection. I'm like, oh, literally light. There's no light in my pocket. Yeah. So that's where that idea and came from. And it works incredibly well. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. So I guess the, the the point of the question was to propose there are a million ways. I mean to. Uh, not a great saying but there's a thousand ways to skin a cat uh, that is that is the saying i don't agree with it it est it est you yeah. can approach a problem in many different ways exactly so well done on that one um, by the way and but that was the thing like what i noticed the similarities between this one and the microphone is a lot of the comments is like i need this i want to buy this and and in some respects we're not trying to market our product we're not trying to mm. that's not we're not here to sell things we're here to make something using an ingenuity and yeah. go this is like literally it's, it's a to problem inspire idea the one kind of life mantra that i live by is to this day is a uh, quote by nikola tesla is i don't care that they stole my idea i am sad they never had one of their own one of their own yeah, yeah and it's a, that's a not the exact phrase but it's one that i kind of carry of Okay, you can take the idea, sure, but I'm gonna have a million others. Like, look at the just looking at the table. <laughs> oh my There's God. so much stuff going on, <laughs> and these are the ones that are on the table, not the ones that we haven't shown off yet. Yeah, which we'll get to talking oh. about in a sec. So, yeah, I've actually had like some friends. I had like a friend recently moved to the UK, and she was like, "I, I would take this with me." Mm. Um, like, imagine that in conjunction with the flash watch, for example. Like, you've got someone like flashing you. You flash them, and then there's a screaming Artenzione. So they're just there going. That's embarrassment, man. Yeah. I would love to see that like in proper action off the prototypes. I know. This is like, we're like budget Iron Man. <laughs> budget Iron Man and Iron Man 2 where he doesn't have any of his kit and he's yeah. built stuff as own. Or it's like C-3PO and the Phantom Menace. Do you remember like the skeleton C-3PO where oh, all his wires yeah. were sticking out? Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're not a complete product. We're getting there, uh, but it's baby <laughs> steps. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next one for you, buddy. Okay, so... Um, which one do I go with? Do I want something that's like a win or like a not win? You have one of each, I'm assuming. I've got two good things. One uh, one kind of devastating, emotionally devastating thing. Just go with a win. Okay, go with a win. So um, this is something that uh, my girlfriend <laughs> uh, kind of wanted. So the, for those of you who's watching it, it just looks like, I don't know, like a little... A gun. Bunch. It looks like a gun. No, I... I, it kind of gives me like Wally vibes if it didn't have its legs. Pew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks like I don't know, it looks like a crocodile. I don't know. I don't know. It uh. looks like a weird geometric shape, something that like people think buildings look like in the futures back in the 1950s. But it was oh, because wow. my girlfriend loves tea, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. And I was like, no, I love tea. And I was like, okay, cool. She goes, no, no, I love tea. I was like, okay, and I realized. Love is not the correct word. Obsession is the correct one. Yeah. Even today, she'll be listening to this podcast and she's probably drinking your tea. Um, and she loves her chamomile to the point that she went through like 200 chamomiles in a few months. She must have good sleeps every night. Ah, great sleeps. Like, honestly, it's a, it's a, a habit that I wish I picked up. But um, never drinks coffee, always drinks tea. And I realized 
the way my tea dispenser, my teas were locked in my cabinet wasn't great because you had to kind of open up, take out some mugs, reach the back to grab the teas. And if you're doing this three, four times a day, it's getting annoying. So I actually developed a tea dispenser. Effectively, you load up like a, a magazine, internal magazine, and you slide out and it drops a single tea bag. <laughs> That's sick. And then you reload it. And if it it's wants to play nice, it'll then drop out another one. And so you can get one shots of tea disposed out on the fly and it holds up to about 25 tea bags. So the number of times you need to refill this is one in every five days versus going through into the cabinet 25 yeah. times in that same period. It's a convenience type yeah. project. And it was just a silly little idea of, oh, let's see if I can make my girlfriend's day a bit quicker. And I started printing them out and then I posted it on TikTok as a bit of a fun gag. So can you push like the cup against it and it drops yeah. in? So yeah. the back is designed. So you put the, the mug to the back, you slide it forward, then that in, moves an internal slider inside the magazine, pulls out a single bag, drops that into the cup, closes it back, reloads it for the next shot. So you can have repeatedly different tea bags disposed out. And I've got three of these, one for green, one for chamomile, and one for, I think, just English breakfast. The chamomile one gets emptied the fastest, absolutely. Yep. As you established. Expect. Yes, yes. But it's it was just something to do to make my life a little bit easier. Kind of an idea I had. I'm like, oh, let's, let's see what I can do. And the fact that it, it works, one, my girlfriend's very happy with it, too. Um, and then it kind of blew up on TikTok a little bit with over 100,000 views. Pretty it good. did, yeah. yeah. So overall, um, a little dumb project, but just something I made in a day and I'm very chuffed off. Yeah, this is this is one of those projects I don't think you can get for the intended purpose you were trying to achieve. It can't get much better. Like it does what it needs to. It doesn't need to grow anything else. I suppose my question is, what else would you build that has this level of convenience for another product that you use i know you've done you've been a great boyfriend i yeah. you know applaud you for that but for yourself what would you make as a convenience thing it could be in the kitchen it could be in the in the workshop it could be yeah well uh it would sit in a very simple family to the tea dispenser because i don't drink as much tea as my missus i drink more coffees but i realize i like to put a shot of sugar in so having a very similar design to what I have, but instead of dispensing a single um, tea bag, it dispenses sugar, but in half sugar increments. So how far you push your, your cup back is how much sugar it'll then drop into the cup. Yeah. So you can very quickly, with several cups, dispose half a teaspoon, full teaspoon, two teaspoons. Just, okay. just by how far you push the, the, the mug into the dispenser itself. And you would have like labels on there to say, push it this far for half a teaspoon. I'd or... probably have it like ding or something. Like ding, 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 ding. Like it's like how many how many times you've like disposed. I don't know. Or maybe you could a even mark like, on the side. What you could even do is that is like, don't use the sugar, granular sugar at all. Use like sugar cubes, for example. So if you want one sugar, sugar just drop one be, sugar cube in yeah. and you push it and then that will drop a second in. That's a good point. Yeah. Ooh. There's a few ideas for that. I mean, the thing is, I don't. I only drink one line coffee or two coffees a day. So yeah, I'm you're not, not really you're not throwing like, you're it. You're not like me. I get to, I get to your place. You're so I'm Italian, like, I'm yeah. like, please ask me if I want a coffee. Yeah, I know. I already had one. <laughs> I made you one today. Very happily, by the way. There's no inconvenience. Oh there. mate, it's just you know it's you know it gets me in this energy. Right? I don't function oh. properly without it. I know. I know. I know. All right, but there's there's my little tea dispenser, which is pretty fun. Cool. I've got one last project of mine that I want to show that's small enough to bring. And at this point, it's on our YouTube channel. And I'm sort of like very chuffed with this little one because in my opinion, looks very clean. But this is the Robeer. <laughs> so at first glance, this looks like a... Uh, an RC car. It's probably a bit too low on the camera. Yeah, I can hold it up, up for you if you'd like This to. is like This is like an RC car. 
let's grab it from the front and we can hold it from the support that's all good um that has like a cylinder on top that's supported because i found with 3d printing and you print cylinders it tends to snap a lot and what it is is a beer transporter so all these wheels go forward bring this closer they go in reverse they turn left and they turn right it's a completely home-built rc car with the express uh, express yeah. purpose so to deliver beer. I will rotate this around. You can see that you can fit a stubby or a can in here and then you can just send it on its way. So this project to me is like a prototype-based project where I mm. start it as something basic that can go forward, back, left and right. Um, what it does is it has like an IR sensor and for the moment I'm using a remote um, with four geared DC motors on the bottom. You can see all my electrics are underneath there. I'm so like chuffed with how clean that looks. And then you just like send a beer to like your mate or around the side. But like I said, this is like meant to be one of those sort of prototype projects where from here you move on to like, yeah. what can you do with it? There are so many ideas I've thought of. Like you, I can make it follow me around the house. I can make it follow me around the street. I can program it to go to a GPS coordinate yeah. coordinates. I can use a PS4 controller. Like it's just from here like i could turn this into an ai yeah. based thing and like if you've seen the video i've asked people in the comments to tell me what to do because i'm out of ideas with yeah well there's, there's so many to go down you're trying to figure out which path is the one to trot and like again these are one of those projects where kind of like the surfboard it's your step first step into a different technology or understanding rc motors and controlling of cars yeah has a lot of potential this is your first one into it you have so much more experience to bring into projects and then re like pull back into this one as well the learnings yeah. you got from this as you've kind of discussed off podcast has been a lot yeah um specifically with this one um but those are things that you will learn and apply to the future ones so there's uh, it's very interesting to see where this will go next. Well, this is the thing, like, and this is why I've asked people, you tell me, like, I want to give the viewers what they want. Yeah. So if you don't <laughs> give tell the people me, what they want. Exactly right. <laughs> if you don't tell me what you want, I can't build it. And I yeah. want to build it. So that's my little, little uh, adventure with this one. Yeah. I guess I don't really have any questions for this one. It's just beautiful, man. Yeah, it's just generally like it's good engineering perfection there. Um, I've got two. Uh, so I'll, only, I'll certainly show off one, and that's because it's about to come out now. I'm going to pull it up. It's called Project Scorpion. One second. <laughs> uh, so for all those... Oops. Just break the whole thing. Yeah. The problem is there's a lot of loose wires. There's a lot of... Sorry, I did that away from the microphone. There's a lot of loose wires to it. So I'm actually going to take off my headphones for a sec. Can you feel for a second, James? Yeah, I can feel for a sec. I'm glad you need some time because I do want to explain one more thing with this. So while Sean had no questions... With this one, it kind of, if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about simplicity, right? This project, the whole time I had, let's keep it simple. Um, I don't want to introduce complexities. So that's why I just have four motors. I don't have any crazy like sensors or things going on. Like it's just a simple forward, back, left, right. Um, and it's clean, right? Like usually most of my projects have wires sticking out. They have things going all over the place. This is my most simple and clean build. And that's why I was you know, very content with the final outcome and back to sean in the studio yeah so um this final project that i'll show off is called the scorpion because effectively it looks like a backpack for those who are watching on screen it's just a backpack and it attaches to this hat through some wires and effectively the that's a sensor and so the idea behind it is by simply pressing a certain button oh i've actually just pulled out the the power cable <laughs> 
<laughs> I've just yanked out the power cable. Was that soldered in? Yeah, that was soldered into the switch on and I've turned off the... <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna right, overlay no. we're gonna overlay a clip here of how it works. You can't manually turn it. It's torqued way too high, is it? Sorry, can you you can't manually turn it around like uh, the? I, I guess I can. Yeah, so I'll I'll take off the hat and whatnot because I just pull out my hair. <laughs> but the idea behind it is, this will sit onto your back, and on the click of a button, this gun will deploy, and no matter where you're looking, this gun, which has a laser pointer, will yeah. point and look at you. This I, is a Nerf gun. Just to clarify, this is not lethal. I mean, I could very easily make this thing lethal. I will not. Yeah, I just want a to disclaimer. I just I, want to at this point, I'm showing an overlay of how yeah. this thing works, like of the video Sean's taken, thanks to his uh, absolute uncoordination of snapping wires and stuff. I, I don't know. I understand how that happened. That could have happened a while back, but I just noticed that the black cable's a bit loose. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the frustrations we deal with with these projects. Yeah. Like things break, and it fucking takes so much time. Um, I suppose my question with this one, I've been waiting to ask the whole podcast is with this in conjunction with your Nerf gauntlet, yeah. are you planning to build some like exosuit that combines all these things into one? And are these just the prototypes of it? Like there, <laughs> okay. So I'll ask it like this. If you had enough money, say yeah. for example, you were doing this full time, would you take these concepts and build like, I guess a proper suit that had all these inside of them? I mean... Is this something you've uh, thought of? I think... I think the child in me would. The child in me would, would me... In, sorry, the child in me would be like, yeah, let's build something. But then the the adult in me is like, Sean, if you haven't limited money, there are much bigger problems you can be solving right now. Go solve them. And then it would be like a fight between me and the adolescent would be like, all right, I'll half build this project. So mm. I think... I, if I had the opportunity in time and there wasn't like a big fucking crisis happening at this moment... Then yeah, absolutely. I would look at that as an investment, right? Because if that is something you built and enough people invested their time and money into it, mm. you then use your earnings on those problems that adult Sean I is know, whispering into your head. A lot of people just throw their earnings back into like their lifestyle or to building other things yeah. that are popular, not to actually doing good things. So there's like oh, what line do you cross here? So um, look, for me, the child inside me, building Nerf guns, it will always be something that's fun and understanding. Yeah. As even Mark Robe is proving now, the dude still builds Nerf guns. He still builds the Maverick. <sighs> He's building the largest and the smallest now. Like, the the child in you, in an engineer, will never die. Well, that's, that's like, if you... So, fucking great YouTubers who have just gone, like, really big, made a trailer about Mark Robe's life. Mm. And they literally... One of the scenes in that trailer is Mark saying... I feel like if I, because at the time he was working at Apple um, and he goes, if I quit my job and do YouTube full time, it's like YouTube is like the child in him coming out. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure he didn't say that word by word, but that was the... It, it kept throwing back to his history to as his a child of, yeah. of building and his love of engineering came from being that child. It put him on this path. He would then give that up yeah. for and, money. And something he said in that trailer was um, life is like Mario Kart. Um you when you're playing Mario Kart, you f sorry not Mario Kart, Mar Super Mario Bros. Just the yeah. regular Super Mario. Um, when you fall like off the edge of a cliff, um, one of two things will happen: you will rage and you will stop playing the game, or you will go, "Oh sweet, I now know where the edge is. I'm gonna know now to jump over that for the next next yeah. round." That is how he explained like his life and 
going over these hurdles like yeah. so solving complex problems like making the smallest nerf gun just thinking how he's approached that like playing around a super mario is just, oh, it's such a cool concept so yeah um, we're definitely fanboying here but yeah yeah i know uh, mark roper has always been one of the inspirations of the channel so um at least from my point of view i think yeah. you've got that as well now um but yeah just looking around at what we've jeez oh, i'm actually getting a bit like emotional it's crazy looking, looking at around different... at what we've built on this table in this the last year i'm like holy crap this is a lot and this is just what? like you said, the little modular things you know this like small stuff yeah our stuff used to be a bit bigger than this but yeah. and speaking of bigger stuff yeah. there is one project i don't know if you can speak the same that i am extremely proud of and mm. i don't care how many views it got this one was not about the views or anything like that but it was project dionysus the cocktail machine mm. like that to my idea for a DIY was a piece of perfection. Now, I built a Charizard humidifier once upon a time, which I didn't bring because I, I yeah. yeah, that was kind of bulky and had wires everywhere as well. But that got on someone's page. Um, his name was Electromaker. And he said one thing and he was like, okay, to get a DIY project from the ground up that actually works is actually really hard. Yeah. A lot of people will make the concept, upload that. Like some of these projects we don't use anymore because they were just a concept and, mm -hmm. you know, we don't, we don't want to spend the extra time. Yeah. That Dionysus, we built from the ground up and it works. Yeah. Like as we're showing videos right now, this is like how Sean and I can dispense a drink all by going through menus on a button and controlling pumps and valves. The level of complexity in that, um, but for something like so big and mm. in some ways simple, just blows my mind to this day. This was a dream project before I ever it's thought of you always wanted to build. like engineering dads. Like I used to talk to Sean about like, man, we've got to build a machine that makes cocktails. Like I know they exist, but imagine doing one yourself. Yeah. And I'm here thinking like, this is going to cost like two grand to build. And it was like a quarter of that, that price. And, yeah. and stuff. so it was an expensive one, but it was, yeah. I mean, good ideas are never going to be cheap. No. Never. No. If there were, then people, everyone would have done it. That's why a lot of the projects here on this table are cheap because they're not great ideas. <laughs> but to us, they're good because they give us a background for learning and whatnot. Dionysus was both. Yeah. Dionysus was something that we always wanted that we could do that I don't think anyone else is really building that level of complexity for that price. Yeah. And we have it and it works still today. Yeah. It looks great. It looks so good. I'm so happy with that. Yeah. yeah. But man, yeah, after talking about all this, like, like you said, I'm getting pretty like emotional about stuff like one day this stuff will hopefully be in its little like museum in a way like, i, I want to put this stuff on a wall somewhere i mean some of this stuff is literally mounted to a wall like yeah. a tea dispenser but like having having this as a reminder because even now i'm like looking at around at what we've done and it's it's kind of surreal to see the, the path we've been on and it's something i've kind of forgotten i guess yeah. that what we've built is a accumulation of knowledge experience and understanding skills that we didn't have last year yeah and looking back at it i can imagine the the level of complexity and what we will build in the next year is going to be very yeah. different it's like it's a i guess a path of how we've walked the walk on our projects i guess mm. and like for those looking like so this is like an overview of everything we've built like you don't have to go and watch every video we've just sort of touched on each one but this is like I guess expediting in a way how much we appreciate what we do and how much we yeah. are passionate about it um and we ain't stopping no and i think the, the last thing i probably want to say to this is um a lot of this is hard work this is really difficult to do but one of the things that are driving us is both being with james and i we kind of bouncy ideas of each other but also the idea of that we're making this to make people happy that we're actually making solutions that 
might not solve the world just yet, but eventually we will. And that what we do is is for a community of people that like and enjoy what we do and why we do it, even though it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> We're not solving the world problem. But there's always someone who says, oh, this would be mad. This would be awesome if there was a device that could do this. Yeah. We are the people who build those devices that could do yeah. the first world problems you guys want to be able to yeah. solve. Yeah, exactly. Like some of the ideas that have come across that we've built weren't ours, but we took it, rolled with it, designed yeah. it and made it. And having this step of, I have a good idea and never being able to make that a reality is something I wish more people could break down. That's a yeah. wall that does not exist. You can absolutely learn the skills to build and create anything you want. And right now, my entire goal with Engineering Dad is to prove to people that they can do it. It's the famous Ratatouille saying, anyone can cook. Anyone can cook.